the bonus episode of Hot <laughs> Gods. I'm John. I'm Richard. <laughs> you still haven't gotten the, the point that you're supposed to introduce yourself now. Come on, Richard. Sorry, I'm, I'll get there eventually. It, it's a busy day, busy week. That's why this one's a little late. Sorry about that. But we, it is jam-packed. We've got all your questions. We hopefully have some answers. We've got a visit from James from Mint Hunter Comics, a channel that we are big fans of, who's going to share his underrated books, plural, of right. week. And we have the Instagram Market Watch with Ali from Elite underscore Comics 11. What major sales happened this week on Instagram? Well, we'll cover three of the big ones. But let's get going, Richard. You've got your first piece of viewer mail. Yeah, my piece, my first piece is from Timothy uh, E. Cox's? Cox's. Uh, who okay. used to work at my comic book store. Oh, okay. Well, here's here's a... Uh... Here's an old fan, then. Yeah. Uh, nice video, gang. The launch, long shot six issues will be reprinted in the upcoming X Men Marvel's Masterworks due out June 22nd. Can't wait. Well, that's good to know. I didn't realize that they were reprinting it. Um, that's that's gonna def definitely be something I'm going to pick up. Uh, I love the series, but I'm afraid to read my original books to keep them in the condition. So, yeah, thanks. Thanks a lot, Tim, for letting us know. I was going to ask you if you were going to send your long shot number one to get signed at the CGC Art Adam. Oh, man, we talked about this earlier. Um, yeah, CGC today announced that they're doing an Art Adam signing. And my first reaction was fix your turnaround times before you start, you know, with all these, you know, signatures. I think there's uh, a collective yell of everyone doing that at once across the uh, comic universe. But yes. yeah. Yeah, I was told my wife, it's like, you know, the Titanic sinking and people are worrying about what's for dessert. <laughs> um, so but then my second thought was, wow, Art Adams, there's a lot of books I want Art to sign for me. I got my Young Allies number six. I have two of those, as a matter oh, of fact. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That, so that, I, I definitely wouldn't mind getting them signed, but God knows when I get them back. So and, they know that's a. And what condition they would be in after they got uh, right, right. Too many stories of people's books getting mutilated during signings. Yeah, so it's it's not signed books are not important to me, um, so it's not really a, a, a loss. But it's it's a nice pipe dream to be able to send off a few books to have art sign them for me. <laughs> pipe dream, <laughs> pipe dream to get them back this year. Uh, my first piece of viewer mail is from our buddy Landarian's Fire, who is obviously another Northeast Ohio. <laughs> Because he says the buzzard 100.7, referring to the WMMS vintage T-shirt I was wearing. A, a couple. <laughs> of Thanks for making me feel at home. Great content, guys. I picked up a something is killing the children number 16, one per store this week. Do you like the future of that virgin variant? All right, I can go first on this one. I am not a big fan of the one per stores anymore. I've just gotten burned too much over the last 12 months. However. Something is killing the children is so blazing white hot right now. I just don't think you can lose. I think this is one you grab it, you hold on to it. This is a long term play on this mm -hmm. one. Wait till the TV show comes on. You know, we see what's happening with Walking Dead now. Sometimes you could hold on to things too long. Although, number one is it's still hot, it's still hot because of the movie announcement, I think. Mm -hmm. But you know, later issues are have cooled off considerably. So I do like that one. What do you think? 
Uh, I, 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 as, as you, I, I am not as hot on one per store as we talked about it. Um, they, uh, fall in the same category as store variants, in my opinion, where there are some that really take off and are really good buys. Other the majority of them end up spiking and then dropping hard. Yeah. And, uh, unless you, unless you can flip them quickly and if you can do that, then there's money in them. But if you, if you have to wait uh, a few weeks to get them, the you know the the money may already be out of that particular book. Uh, this book is the first book of the second series or second story in Something Is Killing the Children. So uh, we have yet to really see if the second story arc has the same kind of value that the first story arc had in terms of collectability. I'm assuming it will. I mean, it's it's it it follows the suit that it would. But, you know, I think it's there is some risk there because this is a new story arc and we have yet it has yet to prove itself over the long term. But, you know, if you've got if you come across one for a reasonable price, I, I still wouldn't pass it up. James Tinian's on it. I, I have no doubt. Oh, my goodness, well. yes. yeah, I think it'll be fine. What's your next one? My next one comes from Base Clef Comics. Would love to hear you guys talk about which was your best favorite find. Not talking about profit necessarily, but just something you thought was rare or cool that you can you will always remember. I know it's a bit of a cliche question, but never heard you guys talk about it. Keep up the cool content. Yeah, John, what what was uh, your best find? Uh, it's a combination of the two parameters he put there. Uh, it, it actually is profit necessarily, and something that was rare or cool that I'll always remember, and that was about. 2014, 2013, I'll have to look. I do have records. I keep records. <laughs> Very strange. I found a copy of Captain America's Weird Tales number 74 on eBay for $1,200. It was a buy it now. I had an alert set. I got the alert. I went right there and I bought it. And the guy was in Canada I was nervous. I sent him this long email like, hey, thanks. I just want to make sure that you package it correctly. Can you right. describe to, to me how you're going to package it? I'm worried about customs. Uh, you know, I, I and he was super responsive and like, you know, laid it out for me. He's like, how would you like me to package it? And I said, oh, take two pieces of cardboard. You know, I walked him through it and I got it and I pressed it. And I sent it to CGC. It came back a 2.5. I ended up selling it. Uh, for 4,200 bucks. Which oh. was, why did I sell it though? I mean, I love Captain America. I'll tell you why I sold it. I broke up with someone and I had to move out and find a place to live. And, you know, fun time uh, collecting stuff kind of goes to the side when life hits you broadside on the back of the head. After a six-year relationship, I, I had to get a security deposit. I had to pay movers. I had to do all this stuff. And I look back now at, Boy, do I hate him. Uh, but I wish I had that Captain America. I, I stole my Venus run. I had a Venus run. Yeah. So I made a lot of coin. I Trust me, I moved into a mwah, primo place. It was it was killer in Burbank. Uh, but, you know, life, I can't sit back and, like you said, uh, obsess on what I had. Uh, but that was no. a cool point. What about you? Uh, my, I thought, I've thought about this. And, you know, there, there are two different ones. Uh, the probably the most valuable one has to be the Fantastic Four number five. Oh, just yeah. the 
just the story around that. Uh, I flew out to meet John. To, we went to California Comic Con. Um, it's the first time we've been con con hopping in a long time together. And I had a mission to find a Fantastic Four, uh, some Fantastic Four number five uh, before the prices got out of reach. You know, at at the time, uh, the, they were expensive, but they're not ultra expensive like they are nowadays. So we went looking around the con floor and I asked every single vendor on the floor, every single vendor, do you have a Fantastic Four number five? No, we don't have any. No, no, we don't. Every single vendor had the same answer until I got to Jeff, the golden age guru. And uh, we started chatting and I told him what I was looking for. He literally was the last guy that I could ask at that convention. And he happened to know somebody there uh, who was attending the convention who had a chance of having one. And the guy happened just to be walking by at that exact moment. And he reached out to him and he asked him, hey, do you have a Fantastic Four number five? You know, this guy's looking for one. And he said, you know, I think I might. I think I might have one, you know, up in the hotel room. It's like, I, I might. I I'm, might. I'm not sure. <laughs> I use it for padding for my Fantastic Four number one. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we, we went out. He went up to his hotel room. And John and I, we sat there waiting for him to come down. He finally comes down and says, yes, I've got one. He pulls it out. And it happens to be the exact grade that I could afford, which was a 3.5. So we did some negotiating and I had cold hard cash, which speaks volumes when you're on a con floor. Uh, forget PayPal. Cold hard cash can, can make a deal happen. And we agreed it to a price and I counted out $100 bills out of my envelope until the envelope was empty. And it was the, the exact amount of money. In the hotel lobby in front of a crowd, I might add. <laughs> yeah, was not subtle. Was not subtle, but you know what? I don't have the money anymore, so I wasn't worrying about being robbed. Although I did have the comic, I guess. Um, and yeah, so that's how I got my book. I, I, it is my cherished book. It's up on the wall behind me. And um, if I were to have to buy it today, I couldn't afford it. It's as right. simple as that. So it was good timing on the purchase, and that's that's my that's my favorite book and kind of my favorite story because it involves you, John, you know, we really, we really had fun that time. We really had fun. The convention. We really did. I can't wait to do it again. Uh, you know, it's funny. I have plenty of stories about meeting a guy in his hotel room and he pulls it out and it had <laughs> very, very differently. Really? Yeah. Did you just shell out hundreds until you're out of money? I've never had to pay $3,500 to have that happen. <laughs> well, you never know. You, you got to live large like me, John. Yeah, that's just me. Uh, <laughs> our, my last one is from Royal Ocean RWB. We're going to get censored. Uh, <laughs> can you guys make a video explaining the process of claiming books? I see this term frequently on Instagram, but I have no idea what it means. I only purchase books from my LCS and eBay. Well, you would think that this was uh, a planned segue Dean the Barbarian, thank you. Uh, but that is something that's going to lead right to our next segment, which is the Instagram Market Watch with Ali from Elite underscore Comics 11. Here's a really cool intro. And here he is joining us from Elite underscore Comics 11. It is our friend Ali. What's going on, Ali? Hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for having me back. <laughs> Literally, I'm going to just tell everybody, we just did this whole segment and I forgot to hit record again. 
Uh, people who have been following the podcast for a while know my struggle with the record button. So I apologize. But now that we've got rehearsal out of the way, uh, you have some big sales that happened this past week. Yeah, definitely. So as we mentioned before, Elite Comics 11 on Instagram, we're Instagram's premier consignment page. So we're selling books every week. So I wanted to share a few. So thanks for having me back. Uh, Let's start out with the first appearance of Blade. Um, Tomb of Dracula number 10. Uh, we know we're getting a standalone movie with Blade. We know who the actor is. There's a lot of excitement there. People are rightfully looking at this book as a book that has a lot of room left to grow. So what we sold was a CGC 7.5 white pager um, for $2,400. Um, and I, yeah, so that's, that's, that happened on the page. That's a that's a someone got a little bit of a deal. GPA for a seven point five is two thousand four hundred twenty five dollars. So they yeah. can enjoy a couple of uh, donuts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, that's a beautiful copy. Great centering. White pages. I have three books to share. Uh, the theme is they actually all have white pages, which uh, regularly do command a premium as uh, you know through our experience. So uh, on this particular book, I think somebody just got a solid deal on a book that probably has a lot of room left to grow. I yeah, think- I mean, if Blade does three three movies like the first uh, series, you know, you know, th- that's going to see increase over time. Yeah. Let's talk about white pages for a second. Why are white pages important? I I know why, but does does the class know? <laughs> well, I think that there's just people always want whatever the closer you can get to off the newsstand or exactly like where production was uh, in, in terms of like collecting, you know, people are going to pay a premium for that. That's kind of what grading is all about. So we have our numerical grades, but people take it next level and, and they also start caring about some of these rarer, higher page qualities that have been able to be preserved over the years. And particularly when, you know, bronze age, yes, but particularly preview when we get into like the silver age if you have white pagers you're definitely going to get a premium for that or at least you deserve one so yeah it's also preservation of the book when you start getting into uh light tan you it's going to be brittle within a few years Mm -hmm. so it's it's an investment so if you're investing in something you want it to be the highest quality so it lasts for your grandkids or whatever Mm -hmm. right right what's your Okay, the second book, um, it's um, people are familiar with it. It's the first appearance of Wolverine, Hulk 181. So we had a monster copy, an 8.5 CGC white pager. Great centering on this one as well. It went for $10,800 on the page. Wow, and just right in line with GPA, which is 10456 So that's, mm-hmm. that's cool. Uh, that's got the Marvel value stamp, I assume. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at an 8.5, you hope so. It was definitely a blue label. Um, and yeah, I mean, keeping in the theme with the first one, I mean, we we try really hard to get people deals as well. There's a lot less overhead in the virtual space. So deals happen. We've been focusing, like last episode, a little bit on some of the higher-end uh, sales compared to GPA, but... Um, you know, deals happen for sure. So congrats to everyone involved on those two and especially this next one. So the last one is something you don't see every day. So first Thor, the first appearance of Thor, Journey into Mystery 83. 
This was a beautiful 3.0 with white pages as well. So it's the white page <laughs> mini episode here. Um, $12,750 on this beautiful 3.0. Um, I don't know exactly where GPA is off the top of my head. I'm sure you could help us out, but I will tell you, you do not see 3.0s uh, that look like this every day. No, and I think for this one, just this is my opinion, GPA kind of goes out the window. Mm -hmm. uh, the first appearance of Thor, one of the pillars of the Marvel Age. And it, it, it's just so funny. I, he, Thor and Iron Man were such B-listers when I was growing up. And to see how popular they are now, well, that also explains the price. Oh, and, and Captain America. Don't forget Captain and, America. Yeah, uh, whoops, we seem to have lost Richard's feed. Growing <laughs> <laughs> up some controversy. It's <laughs> another point to why these prices are what they are, because people were saving Spider-Man, you know, and holding it, you know, in their, in their cedar chest drawers or whatever, they weren't saving Thor and Iron Man at the time. It, they, they, you know, they had their fans, but it wasn't, there weren't movies. There weren't people as rabid about it. And for this to have white pages, mm -hmm. you know, hello. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It was it, incredible book. Congratulations to the, congratulations to the buyer and the seller. Um, you're just not going to find a copy like that very often. So very cool, very cool. Well, thanks for uh, joining us again. Remind everybody where they can find you and what's going on this week. Yeah, head over to at elite underscore comics eleven on Instagram. You'll you'll see our consignment page. Um, and yeah, this week, like every week, I mean, we have we're loaded with live sales as well. So check those out. And uh, there's always something going on. Uh, but I really appreciate you guys having me back. Yeah, it's it, it's fun. I mean, if you guys have never gone on an Instagram live, so <laughs> it's fun to watch what's going on. We actually had a piece of viewer mail this week, Richard. I don't know if you saw this, and since we have Ali here, I'm going to ask him. Someone was like, "I've never been on an Instagram live sale. What does it mean when you claim a book?" <laughs> I was like, at first, I kind of chuckled, like, "Oh, come on." And I thought, you know what? If you've never been on a live sale, mm -hmm. that's probably a valid question. Yeah. So. Uh, claiming a book just means that you're you're going you're accepting your, the obligation to buy that book. And if you write claim, and at least on our show, the price as well, um, we're just acknowledging your commitment that you are saying you're going to buy that book for that price. And that's what a claim means. You're claiming it. It's yours, pending payment. <laughs> <laughs> there is a little competition because somebody could be trying to claim the book the same time as you. So you got to be quick with those thumbs on your uh, iPhone uh, or Samsung Galaxy, whatever you have. <laughs> Can and I share something with you guys real quick oh. off script? Just, or, you know, we could stay on. Um, oops. <laughs> oh, this, yeah. I have this rare Kuma's Comics, who's a friend of mine on Instagram. He actually hand recreated this Spider-Man 300 cover. He says it took him about 40 hours, and the 300s were probably maybe the hardest parts to do. We actually uh, did a live auction. I don't know if you guys saw it yesterday yeah, during, yeah. during our uh, live sale on, on Elite Comics 11, and 100% uh, of it went to uh, the Wounded Warrior Project. So this actually went for $1,100 mm -hmm. in the form of a donation so that was really yeah. cool to see the community is so great about things like that so well as a veteran as a veteran i love that you guys are supporting wounded warrior project so that's amazing uh so join ali at elite underscore comics 11 and thanks we'll see you next week
Yep. All thank right. you. Thank you. Hey, thank you, Ali, for coming. It's it was really good to hear how well Instagram is doing as a sales platform. I mean, the money is still there. People talk about a slump. I don't see one, to be honest with you. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> well, now it's Richard. It's time for our underrated book of the week with our guest this week, James from Mint Hunter Comics on YouTube. And the guy who is the Mint Hunter is James. Check out his channel if you haven't. He does these deep dives and he finds things that are really good. It's kind of listicle-y, which is great. You know, like top 10 things that annoy me about comics. And then he flip it and say top 10 things that I love about collecting comics. And he has a positive attitude. And he's, you know, I'd want to say he's like us, Richard. <laughs> he's old? And, oh, <laughs> he looks at the bright side of things. Oh, oh yeah. okay. Opposed to everything being, uh, oh, woe is me. And it's a real great pleasure to welcome him uh, to the show for our underrated comics segment for this week. And here he is, James from Meat Hunter Comics. Hey. John and Richard, thanks for having me, gentlemen. Hey, thanks for being here. Before we get started, tell everybody where they can find you. You can find me at Mint Hunter Comics. And I just recently added a hyphen between Mint and Hunter. I changed it on you guys. Hopefully that's not too hard. <laughs> is that but the YouTube it, channel? What's that? Is that the YouTube channel name? That's the YouTube channel name. I have an Instagram, but I'll, I'll one day I'll make it a little bit more notable than the way it is now. But yeah, um, you can check me out. I do statue reviews, uh, top 10 videos, comic hauls, whatever. Awesome. Uh, they'll have a link in the description for this video too. So just down and look uh if you're listening to this on the audio podcast it'll be in the show notes so one thing i know about your channel and one thing i know about you and noticing it today across your chest is you love you some dc i, do. <laughs> I really do and that is something that we are we were very upfront about it on this channel we're lacking you know i'm a marvel kid from five years old on richard pretty much the same although he goes into a whole uh, cherry pop tart omaha the cat dancer area as well <laughs> uh, yeah. everybody has a little freak you know a but bit. we 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 bought we like dc we bought dc i love dc characters but we don't have enough of it on the show so right I, Teen Titans I, favorite of mine yeah i was really pleased to hear your uh underrated book topic well i'm a walking like wikipedia when it comes to dc so i will be more than happy to help um, I've come today. I've got my own list of underrated, so I'm ready for you guys. All right. Okay. So you have your picks for the top five underrated DC keys. I do. Let's hear them. I'm, I'm, the funny thing is when I made this list, I wanted to choose books that I thought would be really underrated. So you're not even going to see your like first John Stewart's and stuff like that. We're going really deep here. I love um, it. And I thought I'd start you guys out. I'm, I'm curious to see if you even recall this comic. It is a key. It's Doorway to Nightmare number one. Anybody heard of that one? First Madam Xanadu. That is the first Madam Xanadu. Good ah. for John. Nice job, man. That was uh, a character by Steve Englehart and Marshall Rogers that had a one shot believe so i've been reading a lot of i've been going back to my 
you know, uh, swamp things and my specters, things that I love that do not get nearly enough attention. And she has a heavy hand in those books and mm -hmm. she's a great character. And I was like looking up, trying to get her first appearance. The problem is who was buying doorway to nightmare number, you know, I think it was one through six in the late seventies, one through five. And it got canceled by the DC implosion. Yep. So, and Nobody cared. Nobody collected it. There's a reason it got canceled. <laughs> you can find yourself a number one. It's a pretty big key, and it's really slept on. I super recommend it. You know, incredibly tough in grade. Uh, not a lot of nine point eights. No direct market yet, so you're dependent upon the newsstand for that. And it's 1978, I recall. So it's all newsstand. And that was during the blizzard of 78 when distribution was all screwed up. Yes. So there's not a lot of them out there. There's a lot of factors that go into making this a tough book. Um, I, I know my, my local comic book shop has one. It's like an 8.0 and I keep turning my nose at it, but I really shouldn't because an 8.0 is like, yeah, that's pretty, you know, that's not nothing for that book. So yeah. anyway, that's number one. The next one, I'm going to say the, the people that it's the first appearance of, I want to see if you guys recognize this obsidian silver scarab Jade and the Adam smasher. I know this, but I'll let Richard guess. <sighs> oh, 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 I do know it. And I cannot think of it. I'll say it and you're, you'll know immediately. Yeah. You ready? Yeah. All right. So it's, all-Star Squadron, number 25. Yep. Infinity, Inc. Yep. What's up? Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. That's one of my – it's one of my favorite books. It's incredibly underrated. It's like it's like a $200 9.8, mm -hmm. um, but it's like the first appearance of everybody. I mean – Obsidian's been making a comeback in comics lately in DC Comics. You know, these guys are starting to pop up all the time. Jade was a big deal, especially in the 2000s. She was the girlfriend of Kyle Rayner, Green Lantern. I mean, it's a big issue, and they're all on the front cover. Yeah. Totally, totally underrated. But it makes sense that it hasn't blown up yet because there's no TV. There's no movies doing that. So right. I get it. But that's going to be a book that one day gets nuts. Infinity Inc., the spinoff from All-Star Squadron, which features all those characters, was the first regular ongoing art assignment for anyone? Now I should know that. A young guy from Canada named Todd McFarlane. Uh, uh, who's that? Yeah. <laughs> wow. What's number three? Well, that's pretty cool. Number three is a DC Comics Presents... There's several good ones of these, but I chose to go with 87. Ooh. You know what that is? No, you got me, Richard. Nope. I, I bet you were thinking I was going to say, uh, what's it? The first Raven and Cyborg. No, no, no. Uh, that I thought you were going to say first Superboy Prime. Yes. 87 oh. is Superboy Prime. <laughs> yeah. So talk about like a DC villain that... I mean, DC, Superboy Prime, for all the viewers tuning in or watching this later, what you're going to want to do is read the Jeff Johns Green Lantern run. 
And in this, Superboy Prime really gets to show his colors, and he's virtually unstoppable. He's like dark side powerful. Right, right. And people forget, you know. Cool character, um, you know, absolutely uh, great, great key. And that's again two hundred bucks for a nine eight. I really? Yes. Um, I stupidly sold mine a few years back. That was that was dumb. Um, I didn't realize he was that that was that cheap. I'm going to have to go pick one up. No, pop right over to eBay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, it's funny. I, I think they've done a really good job of rehabilitating Superboy Prime because. You know, the Infinity Crisis punch really was um, roundly mocked from a lot of fans, but they've done a good job of rehabilitating that character since. Significantly, I would say. Yeah, he's a, he's a great I'm, – I'm still trying to get one custom group to do a statue for me. Oh. I could get a Superboy Prime one-quarter scale statue. Forget it. <laughs> awesome. All right, what do we have? Number four. Number four. Here's Here's another deep one for you guys. Tales of Green Lantern Corps, number two. It was a three-issue miniseries, and it is the first appearance of Necron, who is DC's embodiment of death. He is basically the leader behind the Black Lantern Corps. Um, basically, he is, you know, with you know, with Marvel, you have Thanos and Death. In DC, it's Necron. Ah, so that's yeah. I was going to guess the first appearance of Chip. No, that's... Um, <laughs> Richard, I you don't know, know what that is, but no, it's a, it's a little better than the first appearance of Chip. You don't know who Chip is? Chip is the squirrel Green Lantern. Yes, yeah. yes, I know who Chip is. Yes. Or Norton. I, I love Norton. I, no. Yeah, I, I know I love, I love Green Lantern for its diversity. <laughs> Let's just say that. They do have that. Yeah. I love it. Oh wow! I, I had no idea about Necron. That's pretty cool. It's it's so significantly slept on. It's one of you know I, you guys. I'm sure have ones that you look up every week. You know. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh -huh. Um. I'm always typing in nine point eight. The only one I can ever find is a nine six, and I really want a nine eight. According to Go Collect, it's like only three hundred dollars. But I guarantee <laughs> you, the day it pops in eBay, it's not going to be three hundred. I wouldn't be surprised if that's a book you're going to find in a convention box someday for three dollars, you know, priced, and maybe you can press it into uh, re press it into existence. I got four copies of this thing that I've found throughout the last like two years, and they're all like, we'll see what happens with a press. Yeah, but they all might only get a nine six. I don't. I want a nine eight so bad, man. Anyway, wow. um, and then uh, let's see, where am I here? Last one here. This one's probably the most recognizable from this list, um, and it is shockingly low. For I, I don't, I don't understand the price for this, and that's Omega Men number three, the first appearance of Logo. Logo. Mm -hmm. Why? Why is that? That's two hundred dollars there too. That's that is surprising, especially since his daughter Crush is so popular. I, I don't know. I did a, a quick eBay search while I was doing this list, and there were several. There were many. I can tell you from being there, I was there. Um, Omega Men was one of the first direct sales only titles from DC. And as a result, it was very heavily speculated on. They were super popular okay. when they 
first appeared in Green Lantern, and that's why they almost got immediately got a spinoff. And dealers were were ordering caseloads of this book because they thought it was going to be the new X-Men, the new uncanny X-Men. And so over the years, th that's a plus and a minus. There's, there's a lot of inventory, but over the years, there was so much inventory that it ended up in quarter boxes. Mm. It ended up in 50 cent boxes. So high grade is not plentiful. Copies are plentiful. 9.8s are not. Well, I'll tell you something. I wouldn't mind stumbling across some quarter bins filled with Omega Men 3s all day. That works for me, man. Here in Southern California, I'm telling you, as recently as 10 years ago, they were in, they were in dollar boxes. They, were, wow. they really were. Uh, Lobo was popular in the, in the early 90s. He had the minis. It got a little pop then, but it was only a $10 book then. You know, It went from being nothing to $10. And well, Let's not forget, I mean, even just just over a year ago, you could find Venom Lethal Protector 1 in dollar bins. For sure. For sure. You and, know, every single book is artificially high right now. So it, it makes sense that, I don't know, everything's a little harder to find. Who knows? Maybe we'll get back to some sweet dollar bins one day. Hey, don't get me started on Eternals. You, <laughs> Eternals was forever a dollar bin book. Mm -hmm. That. And now, you know, people are like, here's the first appearance of Cersei, Eternals 3. And I'm like, oh, I got a stack over here somewhere. <laughs> somewhere buried. Yeah. yeah. Well, I want to thank you so much, James, for joining us. Please remind everybody again where they can find you and how to spell it. <laughs> it's, you could probably still type in Mint Hunter, but it is now Mint hyphen Hunter. Um, so Mint that Hunter Comics. You know, check me out. And that's on YouTube. I'm telling you guys, if you watch this channel and you like what we do, you're going to love what he does. So please, uh, highest recommendation from us. Absolutely. All sure. right. We are bringing you back, okay? Yeah. Uh, sounds good to me, man. Uh, we, I'll talk about anything, especially when DC is involved. <laughs> well, maybe next time you'll throw us for a loop and do your top five underrated Marvel keys. I've, I've got them whenever you want. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much, James. Thank you. Thanks for having me, guys. Oh, well, okay. You've never watched James's channel, have you? No, I haven't. You have to. You have some homework now. And all okay. of you, all of you have homework now. Go <laughs> to Mint Hunter Comics on YouTube. You're here now unless you listen to the podcast on uh, a podcast platform. Just pause. Go check it out. You will dig his channel. Uh, it gives uh, the highest recommendation from us. And Richard, I think that's going to do it for our bonus episode this week. Yeah. So thanks for being patient, people. Like John said, we had a long week. <laughs> it was. But, you know, we had a couple guests. We had some fun. We learned something about hotel rooms. So we will see you on Monday. Have a good week, everybody. Everybody stay safe and away from hotel rooms.